My name is Melissa. I am 29 years old and I am trying to grow a human for the very first time. This is a podcast about pregnancy, all the ups and downs that come with it, and the things I never knew and probably should about having an actual baby. All thoughts are my own, I'm not a medical professional, but facts and musings will be backed up by any research and medical advice that I may find. Welcome to Trying to Grow a Human. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Trying to Grow a Human. I've grown a year older and entered another trimester all in one week. Woo! (laughs) Yes, I'm 28 weeks pregnant, which means I am at the start of the third trimester. And it doesn't really have an end until the baby is born, (laughs) which feels very surreal. So I can't just count down the weeks, you know till a certain date because I don't have a date I have a due date but you know I've explained all that before you don't really go off that but yeah uh third trimester madness so I've made it through six months of pregnancy which seems mad that's half a year obviously (laughs) so that's pretty wild I, I does it feel that long yes I suppose it does feel that long But it also feels like it's speeding up now, which is freaking me out. (laughs) I feel like this trimester is going to whiz by. So I'm going to try and make the most of it however I can. (laughs) In this episode, I'm going to be talking about how the past month has been, why I love pillows, what hypnobirthing is. And I also have another chat with my husband, Adam. So let's go. I hope you are all doing well as winter is drawing in, although we've still been getting lovely mild weather, haven't we? I was moaning of a cold in the last episode and after recovering from that, about a week later, our household was then hit with COVID, which was fun. (laughs) So I haven't felt very lucky in the health department at the moment. I think you know, this happens every year though. I always get these colds and it's just that autumn feeling, isn't it? You know, it's getting colder and you start getting ill, which is not very fun. But I was fortunate because I wasn't affected by COVID that much. I've never had it before. I have no idea how I would react. But honestly, I, I was I was fine. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that. You know, you have these extra worries when you're pregnant and you're ill, especially with COVID, that it could be nasty. But luckily, I was fine. I, I just had it like a dry cough, which kind of lasted a good, a good week, probably more than that, which was kind of on and off, which was annoying. But I, I can't really complain. It was also annoying because I was about to get my COVID booster jab to n- nip that one in the bud. But I had got COVID that week, so I'm going to have to wait for that one. But, you know, I've I've got those antibodies now anyway. Baby has the antibodies, so I'm not worried about that. I'll still get the jab in a few weeks when I'm allowed. So it's all fine. It was annoying at the time, and Adam got it first, so he isolated from me, which actually just made me more sad. I didn't enjoy that at all. And, of course, I got it anyway so never mind we tried but that's just the way it is bit of a palaver but I'm, I'm glad it's all over now and apart from 
rubbish illnesses, things have been pretty good at the end of this second trimester. It, it's all been pretty, yeah, pretty smooth. As I mentioned, I had my birthday this week, which was really, really lovely. Me and Adam had a little getaway at a spa hotel, which was so nice. It's amazing just going away for the night. It can really make a difference. And it was just very relaxing. We had afternoon tea and it was all beautiful with pumpkins and autumnal. And yeah, we had a really nice time overall. And there's something very special about being pregnant on your birthday. It, it just makes you think how far you've come, especially if it's your first baby. Thinking back to all your other birthdays and in this this one is very different because you're you're pregnant, you're growing this baby. And of course it makes you think about what, what you have coming up and <laughs> let alone thinking about next year. On my 30th, I will have a nine-month-old... <laughs> which is absolutely crazy. Oh my gosh, that is mind-boggling. I, I, do, I do think what on earth will, will that be like? What will I be doing on my 30th? We will see. Maybe, maybe I'll still be doing the podcast and we can talk about it then. In terms of appointments, I went to get my whooping cough vaccine and that was at a walk-in centre, which was really straightforward. I was in and out in 10 minutes. And for me, I didn't feel any side effects, which, yeah, again, always a bonus. And I think all pregnant women are are encouraged to get the whooping cough vaccine because it's very important to protect your baby in the first few weeks. So I wanted to get that done. So, you know, that's ticked off the list. And I also went to my 28-week midwife appointment last week. So it was technically I was at 27 weeks then. And again, it was all good, had the usual checks, and I was meant to get my anti-D injection, which is to do with my rhesus status, which I have blabbered on about before in other podcasts, uh, but that was delayed, so I actually had that done today, this afternoon, early afternoon, and yeah, it was absolutely all fine, and then I'm glad that's done because I, I don't have to worry about that. And next time I get it will be when baby's here. So anti-D's all sorted and appointments have been good. I've been, you know, getting those checks, as I said, and hearing the baby every time is just gorgeous. Hearing the hearing the heartbeat, of course. And they've started to kind of fill my belly now, the midwife and tell me like what position they're in which is really interesting because I I have no idea <laughs> she wiggles about and kicks me all over so I don't know I don't I can't tell where she is at the moment she's still got a fair bit of room uh, from what my midwife told me so she was breached last week which is bum down and this week she's head down so you know babies move about a lot especially at the moment yeah, all good there with appointments, and I think with the it being third trimester, the appointments are going to become a lot more frequent. I believe they'll become nearly every two weeks from my next one, so it's all going to pick up soon. It's interesting how in the last episode, in my Did You Know section, if you listened, I spoke about the different places you can give birth, and I did mention how I hope to be in a midwife-led unit, which is just 
a bit more comfortable and less of a hospital setting with lots of doctors and interventions and things like that and there's a birth pool and things like that I won't go into it (laughs) but I think maybe I jinxed myself (laughs) because recently our hospital have sadly had to temporarily close the unit due to staffing pressures which could mean that I will have to look at other options like for instance going to the labour ward instead for example now, I think at first I was quite like, oh God, this is this is a setback. This isn't this is not what I want to hear. But overall, like I, I'm not angry at the situation. I'm just I'm just a bit sad that, you know, that they're under pressure and that they're struggling that much that they can't have that unit open and have those midwives there on that floor. They all have to kind of be in one place because of the 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 pressures they're under. And of course, I would rather do they do what is necessary and safe for the situation they're in, which is why they've had to take this precaution. And you don't want them stretching themselves where it's not so safe. It's just a shame that it it got to that point. What I'm grateful for is I'm glad I know ahead of time. It's not like I'm giving birth in a couple of weeks. I mean, I hope not. <laughs> not meant to. It's not the plan. You know, I've got I've got three months to kind of get my head around it visualize that I could be anywhere I just need to have the tools that I need that I know I can control and Adam can control when the time does come so it's just about that and knowing ahead of time it's it's helped me with that and allows me to know I need to be flexible and know that I might not get my preferred choice and work around that and obviously with labor and and birth things all sorts of things can out of your control so I may not have been in the midwife-led unit anyway so who knows we will see we will see I'll keep you posted on that our midwife did seem quite sad about the situation and she said she hoped it would be back open by January but obviously she can't guarantee that so that's fine and she said that some people have already asked to have their care transferred to another hospital but I don't think it concerns me that much that I would want to change care altogether because it's the hospital is really convenient. I'm really happy with my care so far. And especially as we have such a supportive midwife team. You know, I met a different midwife today who's part of the same team that I'm with because my midwife is away on annual leave and she was just as lovely. So I wouldn't want to let go of that. No, what I have already, there's more pros than cons. So, yeah, just something to think about and kind of adjust my thinking when it comes to my birth plan and thinking all of those things. So, yeah, I'll keep you posted. We'll see what happens. I don't think I've mentioned this before, but it came to mind to me when me and Adam stayed away for the night at the hotel and how important pillows are in pregnancy it might sound a bit bonkers or obvious but I find myself surrounded by pillows at the moment of always for comfort reasons (laughs) and whatever position I'm in I just want pillows all around me so I can adjust and make sure I'm, I'm I'm really supported I suppose and I just want them all around me to get optimal support wherever I'm sitting 
And at the hotel, there were like these amazing, like big puffy pillows that just really helped you kind of sit up um, comfortably without being restrained or anything. And then obviously sleeping was lovely as well because there were just so many pillows. It was great. <laughs> you don't always get good pillows in hotels. So, you know, I was happy. <laughs> and I've mentioned my big pregnancy pillow that I use at night and that's still serving me well. It's it's very good. It kind of supports my back one way and then if I turn around in the night, I can kind of hold it, like cuddle it and also like have my legs in between so it supports my hips. And yeah, that's the main thing really with pillows in pregnancy. It's about supporting your back and your hips at the moment and you can't just lie there and obviously you need to be on your side as well. So there you go. You may not have known it before, but pillows are a pregnant woman's best friend. <laughs> Baby has been kicking away delightfully every day. And like I said before, I love it when she kicks. I'll have a little chat with her if I can, if she starts kicking. And what are you up to? You know, what are you doing in there? Are you moving about, having a wiggle? I mean, sometimes it's like, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to describe this. Well, she kicks, obviously, you can imagine what a kick kind of feels like, like bashing against you. But, like, it's like a ripple feeling as well, like she's, like, bending or stretching. It's very strange, but, yeah, I'm loving it. It's so fun. <laughs> I'm still not so confident on, like, knowing what is normal for her just yet, but, you know, as long as I get some proper kicks every few hours, I'm happy. And sometimes there's positions I can get into that I know she'll kind of start moving sometimes. So I like to try that out if I do want to feel her a bit more. And usually it works. Most of the time she will kick in the evening. She she loves an evening kick along. So, yeah, I always, I always feel out for that. And usually often she, she will give me those lovely kicks. <laughs> I think she's about 38 centimetres. Now, from head to heel, I think that's how they measure it, and she's she's hit the 1K mark, 1 kilograms. Woo! Heavy, girl, heavy. Uh, I, do, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of starting to feel it. It's, there is a weight on the belly, but I'm not struggling too much with aches and pains so far, but I know with the third trimester, you can uh, experience all sorts of discomfort, so... We'll see how I go there. But yeah, her presence is becoming a lot more known, known now, both through her kicks and my physical appearance with my bump growing. Uh, but it makes me happy knowing she's growing in there and maybe having a little dance around every now and then. <laughs> now, it's been a little while since I've had him on the podcast, so I thought it would make sense to welcome my husband back, Adam. Hello back on so we can have a chat about what lays ahead for both of us so hello again adam hello thanks for having me back oh. I'm, I'm finally allowed back on the podcast you pri feel privileged mm. uh how are you recovering from the covid drama from, from the covid um it hit me harder than it hit you and yeah. that's good news i didn't explain that earlier but adam had it bad yeah, it, it, <laughs> I, I decided to run my way through each of the symptoms. This isn't a COVID podcast, but yeah, no. it, was, it was great fun for everyone involved. 
What he basically did was just take all the bad stuff so I didn't have to have it. Yeah, that was always my plan You're anyway. Just so I was just caring. hoping you didn't get it as bad as I got it, <laughs> and that's exactly how I got Well, I'm glad you're feeling a bit better now. We both are, aren't we? Thank just you. about, yeah. Just, just about, yeah. <laughs> now we're six months into the pregnancy, one third left to go, unless the baby decides to live in me forever, which I uh, hope not. Uh, <laughs> or comes out at Christmas. Oh, jeez, no, too early. <laughs> How have you found it so far? Um, it's been it's been good. I've I've really enjoyed the last couple of months as well because obviously when you've got a bump with your villa kicking. It's mm. it's just a really nice feeling. Before I would probably call it like the first trimesters like anxiety. Yeah. The second trimester, there's still a bit of anxiety, but it's there's a lot more reassurance, and I can literally look at you and be like, oh yeah, she's pregnant. And it, I feel more of a connection myself from my side because I can literally feel our baby. Mm. Whereas before, it was more a case of relying on things like scans and hearing heartbeats and things like that. But now there yeah. is a connection. She's there with us like all the time. Yeah, like we we could sit back a bit more in the second trimester, enjoy it. And of course, now I'm physically growing and she's actually moving about. It's so nice that we can connect with her in that way. Yeah, it does. It does help significantly. on on every front I think I've mentioned on this podcast before that I wasn't necessarily feeling the emotional part of it Mm. and that started to come a little bit more purely (laughs) because I can feel that she's there she's a real human (laughs) you can have a little chat with her (laughs) yeah I can have a chat with her it's really strange talking to to your belly because you talk back and I'm like no I'm not talking to you I'm probably talking to her my priority <laughs> and it's november now and we've just entered the third trimester third and final how does that make you feel it feels like a ticking time clock when you first mm. start after being pregnant like yeah nine months yeah no worries we'll just chill now if someone was to tell you that it's it's less than three months away yeah. in theory it's less than three months away. obviously due dates are due dates but that becomes a little bit more scary. I think we're super prepared with everything that we've been doing. But instead of looking forwards and going, oh, we've got until January or it's not until, you know, 2023. Now it's a little bit like we're into November. We have a couple of months. What do we have to do? Everything yeah. Yeah. we have to do. Like, this is the hard bit in a way because you're kind of like, no, I really do need to do that now or not put things off and be like, OK, well, you know, we need to get these things, these things ready. And the weird thing of having a, a due date in January I mean ours is end of January as well is that you can kind of go oh next year it's next year yeah, <laughs> but that's next not, year that's is... not a 2022 problem next, that's 2023 exactly. oh wait we're pretty close next now. year is pretty soon now so yeah. yeah need to change that mindset a little bit <laughs> because it's quite soon <laughs> so you kind of said you think we're pretty prepared do you think we're ready yet say baby came out next week <laughs> no we don't have anywhere well we we do at my parents' house, we've got a bassinet for her to sleep in, in theory. We, yeah. we, we, muddle we don't through. have all the stuff, no. My mum told me in ama- us an amazing story when we were over there, and she was like, oh, don't worry about all the stuff. Some people just let babies, like, sleep in drawers. And yeah. I was thinking, that's... I think that, that's a 50s thing, that, that not, 50s not necessarily thing, a 2022 you, you do have to... Recommendation. But, but when you actually, like, refresh things and you go, yeah, people manage for yeah. all these years without buying all of the amount of things that we're going to end up with. So yeah. to say, are we prepared? No one's ever prepared exactly. for being parents. But we do have a lot of the things that you need and we will get even yeah. more. But we've got a safe home for her to sleep in. Yeah. And we've got a lot of the things that we're going to be able to use for that 
situation. Mm. And if we need more, we'll sort it out nearer the time. Yeah, exactly. What we live in today, we're very lucky that we do have lots of access to things very quickly. So, you know, if things needed to be done, they can be done. And for me, I don't necessarily feel ready, but when you do strip it down to the basics, of course we could have a baby tomorrow. It would yeah. be fine. It would be absolutely crazy madness, but it would be okay. I mean, I've written out a very long list on on Evernote of things that I want to get done before baby and kind of put dates on it so that I don't feel as overwhelmed. So I'm like, you can do that by this date and by this date. But I do feel like I do want to... Just write off January. Just write off January. So don't put anything on January. If you put anything in January, you're like, oh, I didn't get that that specific thing. That's a bit too stressful. Just write everything off and just go, basically, let's get through to Christmas and New Year. Yeah, it's quite nice. We've got that goal to the end of the year for us. And then January, we can kind of... Sit back, relax, I say enjoy. sit back, relax, sit there and wait. It's just it's, waiting, It is really, waiting, it? yes, but, you know, you have to stay calm. <laughs> as calm as you can. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But what do you think we should know before a baby gets here? Like, some something that maybe you think, no, we actually really need to know that until a physical baby is here, if there is anything. I think the antenatal classes will help quite a bit because, I mean, for yes. you, there's there's a load around breastfeeding. I mean, I can help mm. out a, a minimal amount with that. Yeah. But in terms of that, that stuff will be useful. I know you've been reading a, a lot up on it already. Mm. There's that side of things because basically with a baby, from what I understand, again, limited. Sleep eat poop yeah so really i've practiced changing nappies we'll do a bit more of that we'll get we'll make sure we have the right nappies <laughs> we'll make sure that we have some ideas around what we want to aim for for sleep which is all a joke because we'll just see how it goes anyway mm. and then we need to be prepared for for feeding her but realistically the stuff that we need to know we will know by then and what we don't know will work out on the job no one ever goes into anything knowing everything yeah and and some people don't bother with all they just have their baby and go with the flow and you're like oh but but you know that's how people are different some people need to know everything some people just are relaxed and just like trust in the process but yeah i I agree with you like trust in it there's only one one thing that i would say that we absolutely have to get sorted and it's it's actually like a plan for how me and you are going to work together to yeah, to do things. That's a good one. Because otherwise, when a baby's here, we're not really going to be able to work out how we work together because it'll be too late by then because there'll be someone screaming at us. And we'll have to make a decision there and then. Someone will have to, you know, make that decision. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point because communication maybe after birth and stuff may be a bit harder because you're consumed by this tiny thing that is taking up all your time (laughs) and needs and wants so you have to just suddenly instinctively do these things but if we have a plan if we chat through what we want to do in terms of parenting and you know how we share this load I suppose and all those little things we can we can kind of do that I think um one of my books is calls it like the postnatal plan like a lot of people do a birth plan but what about afterwards you know that's 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 never ending that afterwards you've got this baby so it's one of those things yeah i'm excited yeah good good so looking forward to the third trimester then getting through it yeah it's i i think well the third trimester might involve more difficulties for you because you will 
getting, mm. the more difficult it's going to get to move around, the more helping I will have to do. Yeah. I like doing that, though. You do. So I'm excited about that. I As long as everything continues to go smoothly, then, yeah, I think we are prepared for what's to come. We're on the right track. We'll... we'll Let's on that in future podcasts, though, and we'll say, what? you know, when we made that prediction, oh my god, what, what were we saying? Yeah, we just have this screaming baby in the background, and we're just crying to the mic. <laughs> Largely, that will be it. Yeah. Oh, great! Look forward to it. <laughs> oh well, thank you, Adam. Thanks You're for having me full on. of wisdom as always. Did you know? Hypnobirthing is a tool that can help you during labour to stay calm and relaxed which can have a direct and positive impact on how your birth pans out. It's nothing to do with being hypnotised or hippies, as the title may suggest, but more on the psychology of birth and it's scientific more than anything. Just like athletes like to prepare mentally to improve their performance, there is a similar need for women to prepare psychologically for labour to get the best out of the experience as well as learning how your body works on a muscular and hormonal level during birth, you can also use hypnobirthing in a combination of ways during labour. This includes a variety of breathing techniques, visualisations, guided relaxation, light touch massage, positive affirmations and many more. Your birth partner can also get involved in hypnobirthing and that will help them feel like they are a part of the birth and help you through the process of welcoming your baby into the world. I've taken this information from the book Hypnobirthing, Practical Ways to Make Your Birth Better by Siobhan Miller. Uh, And I think she created the Positive Birth Company. So if you're pregnant, thoroughly recommend looking them up on Instagram and and their site. They're they're really great. Uh, And I've been enjoying reading it. I'm near the end now. Uh, review incoming I'm sure and the more I learn about birth and how to approach it the better in my eyes thank you for joining me on this episode let's see how this trimester goes shall we (laughs) next time I'll be chatting all about being 32 weeks pregnant so until then bye bye If you have any ideas or questions for the podcast, please send them through to tryingtogrowahuman at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at tryingtogrowahuman. And please, I would so love it if you could rate, review and of course subscribe on whichever podcast platform you use. It will help others find this podcast. Thanks you lovely lot for listening. I send you love and luck on whatever life journey you are going through right now. You can do it. This podcast is dedicated to all those who grew the humans before us. You are amazing.